0: Welcome to another episode of Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast, sponsored by RoughneckScarves.com and BGN.FM, the beautiful game network. Today's guest, Jeremy Poplin, put a play voice of Tulsa Roughnecks, and we'll be taking your questions on the live stream. Follow us at Facebook Live on Facebook.com slash Tornado Alley SPC, and also on Twitter at Tornado Alley SPC and or R-O-G-M-A-N-9-9 at Twitter. Enjoy. All right, folks. Thank you so much. We have a brand new episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast here on Facebook Live and on on YouTube, on YouTube, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, you can download the episodes there. And we're going to do a little bit something different here tonight. We're going to record the podcast live on Fe- on Facebook Live, I should say, and in studio. Well, not in studio, but on the phone. We have Jeremy Poplin, play-by-play voice of the Tulsa Roughnecks, also the. Uh, man, got a lot of hats there, Jeremy. Uh, 1430 The Buzz, uh, re- program director, CBS Sports Radio here in Tulsa. You can, i've uh, got a live show every day from 2 to 6 p.m. on 1430 The Buzz, uh, 1430 AM. Uh, Jeremy, uh, how, how's it going tonight, man?
1: I'm good, Roger. How are you doing tonight, my man?
0: Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We're, uh, we are just, um, talking off air about the, the, uh, the struggles that is uh of being new parents and of, of newborns and toddlers so uh we're both just uh, just just making it and, and somehow living off of caffeine and uh I'm not sure what else but uh yeah it's a good time and, and and now you're uh coming out of basketball season well you know we're still march madness and then all of a sudden you're prepping uh for a soccer season right
1: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's amazing. You look up and it's the sixth already of, of March and we're just what, you know, a few, few weeks out, it'll be here before you know it. And um, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's an interesting time right now, trying to roll out of basketball regular season into conference tournaments and you know getting the big dance squared away and then before you know it you know it'll it'll die down and then you know the next big events we'll have are obviously in my world of nfl Mm -hmm. combine is already over but you know the draft is a big deal now and spring football is always big in oklahoma so yeah there's a there's a lot of moving parts that are that are going through this right now and you know you mentioned there off the top of being a new parent Mm -hmm. you know it's weird because here we are and our daughter is six months old now and and We were talking, I was talking with my wife, Crystal, the other day, and it was, it's hard now to look around and knowing how we lived our lives, and now Mm -hmm. it's hard to, like, remember what life was out without having her, you know, Mm -hmm. without having her there and having this responsibility, and man, I gotta say, like, I I wouldn't, I I wouldn't go back, like, you know, she's meant that much to us, so yeah, it's an exciting time right now, I'm uh, looking forward to getting, uh, getting the season started.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, we're excited here. Uh, you know, supporters and, and fans alike are getting ready for uh, our, our, the fourth season, which is remarkable to think about. Um, for, again, fourth year. I, it's crazy. It's it's already been four years, right?
1: Yeah, it really is. And to see to see the areas where they have improved, where they have, you know, had a particular focus either whether it be from the front office or from where they're at now from a technical perspective uh obviously with you know this being Vod's second year on this i'm i'm excited to see you know the direction and and how he how he went about building this team and i love the stories that come along with it but yeah, i think that this is this is already year four uh into this new franchise and it seems it honestly roger it seems like yesterday i can remember Mm -hmm. the um the roughneck guys coming in and and Malega and they actually showed up at one of our Super Bowl parties and had, you know, gave me a scarf and Mm -hmm. it said, you know, USL pro uh, 2015, you know, the team is coming and it was the red and black scarf. And I just thought about how exciting that that was. And to think, to think back on that now, you know, it, it seems like it was, there's part of me that seems like it was just, you know, a few weeks ago. And then there's another part of me that feels like after everything that we've been through, uh, just as fans and even as a broadcaster, it seems mm-hmm. like that you know it's been forever ago.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you think of how far we've gone or how far we've come in, in since 2016, and you know, and, and all of us are kind of scratching our heads, going, "Oh, what happened?" And then the turnaround that Coach Vod came in and and uh, even to my surprise, I thought, "Well, if we, we we'll get close to the playoffs in, in a good season, uh, you know, if we have a really good season, we'll get close, we'll compete, and to." you know, lock it up with a game left on the schedule. I, I think even for me as an optimistic person, I, I I didn't really anticipate that. Or did did you, or did you see something early on that kind of clued you in that, that they'd have that kind of success?
1: You know, I don't think that it really, it, it hit me because it, you're an optimist and I'm more of a pessimist. <laughs> um, and so you always have there, to me, there's always a hangover effect mm-hmm. um, from when you come off of a season like like they had the pre and uh, Coach Irving's last year. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's a little bit of a hangover effect that happens there. So I'm more of a hey, I have to have it proven to me, and I have to see it before I really start to buy in. And you know, through that first through that first month, there were you know bits and pieces of it, but y- you could tell that. Uh, they hadn't really you know come together yet and right. and it reminded me a lot It reminded me a lot of what uh, and how I viewed Phoenix for the large large portion of last year right. uh rising to me always seemed like it was a collection of individuals that were just thrown together right. and you know they didn't really hit their stride until late in the year mm-hmm. uh then they went on that massive run but I, I Tulsa clearly had something come together a little bit earlier than that, but i don't think it really hit me you know until about a month maybe a month and a half into the season that you know i think they have a shot obviously things have to break their way um you know they were i think they were flawed in certain areas uh but then again knowing how knowing how difficult that the league is in general i mean mm-hmm. I, that's that's the thing that has amazed me is is not just the growth of this team, but to see how much more difficult the league is across the board. And right. I think 2018. I mean, look if you if if you haven't paid attention to what Phoenix has done signing wise, if you haven't mm-hmm. paid attention, I mean, Cincinnati. Good lord, right. how much money did they throw at that thing? And is there someone left that they didn't sign? You know, I think Nashville is going to be a, a, an intriguing spot, but. Uh, 18 just I think sets the bar at a completely no- another level, and right. you know you you look around and you're like, all right, so I because it's the the Roughnecks are a great unknown right now. You know, yeah. Vod has has the vision, but we, uh, the collective, we haven't had a chance to see them yet. But and just you know on paper you look at it and you're like, all right, so um, they should be in that you know seven to eight range, but right. man, there's so many good teams that are happening right now.
0: Yeah. And I think you nailed it right on the head. Tulsa is, and this is what I've told a lot of, you know, other bloggers and podcasters that have asked my opinion on Tulsa. And you nailed it right on the head saying Tulsa is really a big unknown. Could we be six, seven, eight? It's really hard to tell with this, you know, we have a little bit of that line change and, and almost, you know, almost, well, for the exception of four, you know, really good players that we've brought back. You have basically a new team um, and, and trying to look at it on paper and go, OK, how, you know, these guys have not really played you know, much together at all. And outside of a couple of friendlies here locally, we haven't really seen much of them. And it's really hard, you know, for me, I don't know. We could be, you know, 13th or we could be fifth. I, I have no idea. So, you know, it, and then also just to what you, your point to some of these other teams that have just I mean, Phoenix is signing everybody. Uh, we, Juan Pablo Cafa, who I've arguably is the best—I don't think arguably—I think he is the best player that's put on a Tulsa Roughneck jersey—is now playing for Fresno, and people aren't even talking about them. You know?
1: Yeah, no, you're right, and I think you know to give Fresno credit. Um, you know, I'm I'm putting them as leaders in the clubhouse right now for maybe mm-hmm. in in the Western Conference outside of outside of what Phoenix has done. I mean, to me, that's one of the, maybe one of the best signings of anyone uh, in in the entire West is, is, is Kaffa going there. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I, and I love Kaffa and I always want him to have, you know, uh, as much success as possible because I know, you know, this is, this is his life and this is his dream and he's here for a reason. But that signing there is, is incredible for them. And, you know, and I, and I look at the, the guys that Vod has brought in and I understand the philosophy of, of of where he's coming from in, mm-hmm. a having having guys in certain spots that that have that have other league experience whether that's mm-hmm. been from you know South America or from whether that's been in Europe he's. I, he's big on he wants experience but he I, I think last year what he realized is that maybe in certain spots mm-hmm. maybe he felt like that they were a little long in the tooth in in some areas and right. I think you know when, when we had the first Pop and Vox that's the first thing that he brought up mm-hmm. when he talked about you know bringing in guys like Arce uh, or a couple of others that you feel you feel good with right now of of being that you know that attacker that they need and bringing right. in that Argentinian style The first thing he mentioned was, yeah, and you know, look how much younger he is, and and that's not, you know, that's not meant to be a knock on on Juan at all, because that's just, you know, that's just where he's at now in his career and in his life. But you know, I I think coach, coach, definitely, I love, I love the the chess game that is putting together a franchise, and that's that's Mm -hmm. one of the things I, I love about every sport. I love it about the NFL. I love it about this league about guys that want to take you know bits and pieces of their personality and then the identity that they feel like is best for them and you know uh, look how much that Vod was traveling to mexico and and uh to south america and stuff this summer or or i mean over the off season and uh, you know to see the you know the the flavor that he's brought to the team it's really no surprise because that's that's where his that's where his bread and butter is at
0: right yeah yeah absolutely and and that's that that is the DNA of a, of a Vodgerall team is, is these you know getting these you know South American players Central American players to come up to the United States and, and try to get there you know really let's just be real it you know have Tulsa be an opportunity for them so that they can advance in their career and it's it's good to see that somebody sees that and and, and knows where we are and and understands okay you know, we're not going to be Phoenix. We're not going to get DDA Drogba. I mean, that's just, that's not happening. And, and I think, and I think he's, he's realistic about the player type players he's getting and the style that they play. So yeah, you know, Juan Perez, another guy, attacking player that, you know, he's brought on and, and I was excited to see him get some minutes against uh, Chicago. I actually got the lone goal against Chicago. So you know, it's going to be like opening day. I think you and me and everyone else will just be seeing this team really for the first time on, on, uh, I guess in Oklahoma city on the 17th. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I think, you know, logging as many minutes as possible together and it, and it really stinks, you know, to have, you know, Paris, uh, have an injury and have a few more injuries as well with, with Rivas, because, you know, I think now, now minutes mean just as much to me in the preseason. Here, we're trying to get these guys comfortable with playing with each other. I think, mean, I mean, that to me means as much as anything um, to try to get them as mu- as many as possible here going on. And I was, you know, disappointed obviously in that, but you know, I-, I think you you're willing to you're willing to overlook that for the fact that you also need them to be healthy when you get set to start the season, knowing how difficult that the- that the journey is going to be. But uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting because one, everyone that's listening to this knows that they're always going to be, and by they, the the, the franchise is always going to be hampered by you know the limitations as far as uh, the amount of money that's going to be allocated to sign players. Sure. They're never, you brought it up, they're never going to be a Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of other owners with extremely deep pockets. Uh, That are out there, Mm -hmm. and Tulsa is never going to be that. So they have to work within, you know, the framework of of being able to trust Vod to go and and go deep and dig and find these good players and bring them here. Because you know, I, I was trying to remember, Roger. There was a great story that I read a couple of months ago, and. I i can't remember if it was on top shelf or if it was on goal or one of those, but mm-hmm. it was talking about the limited amount of opportunities that guys, either from the lower division Mexican leagues or that you've seen in South America, that a lot of them haven't had a, a whole lot of opportunities to come here in this country sure. and, you know, start from the ground up and work their way up. And, it, you know, I looked at that and I'm like, see, Vod is the, kind of the outlier on that. Mm-hmm. Vod sees the vision and maybe, you know, just maybe, and I don't, I, I never know how this is going to go, but if it ends up working out and I mean, one of those, I mean, look at, look at how well that Corrales is viewed in Chicago right now. Oh, sure, I mean, absolutely. that, that to me last year was one of the best stories hands down that, that happened to that entire team is the development of Corrales and where he's at now. And mm-hmm. I think that that's He's the prime example of what of what Vod is trying to do. Right. You know, find a guy like that that uh, that all he needs is that is that one little opportunity. Now you have to play well and you have to perform, but mm-hmm. it's just a, just the little crack in the door, you know, that's sure. all you need to be able to kick it in and go and now let's try to make a career of it.
0: Yeah, it's something and and I'm glad you brought up Corrales because something we've talked about or, well, i say we but some of the supporters, some of our, you know, folks who follow Tulsa is that was a very rare thing at the time because you didn't see a lot of players from independent teams, which I, I still – Tulsa's independent, and, we, yeah, we have affiliation, but we're not owner-affiliate. Right. It was the first time you saw an independent player get called up to an affiliate. Like, it's usually the other way around. So it was – I thought for me, I was like, well, that's that's great because that is going to be a selling point to somebody – I said, "Hey, you can come to Tulsa." And oh, yeah! By the way, Chicago—they're looking at you. Yeah, and it's just get yeah, a little extra motivation, and and maybe a, a like you said, a little crack in the door that maybe somebody that's in playing in lower division Argentina or in Mexico that's looking for that opportunity. Yeah, you know.
1: and, and you know, I think a lot of that too, and and I. I would obviously rely on, on, on coach Vaud and, and what he says, but, you mm-hmm. know, I think a lot of that too was because he spent time in the organization and he has, he has a and you know, name value there and they sure. value his opinions. I, I think that, and I, I might be homeristic on this, but I feel like that there was a little bit more than just a, than just your traditional, you know, affiliation, that sure. they actually they actually valued what his opinion was. And I think from the get go that, you know, he saw that with what he had there in Corrales and, you know, he continued to fight for him and push for him. Mm-hmm. And then when they got the same firsthand, you know, I, and I and I think that opens up the the communication back and forth between Chicago and Tulsa a little bit more, knowing that they trust Vod with his player evaluations and, right. and the fact that he's done I mean, he's done scouting for him before, so you know that that only helps build at least the trust factor that's there that they're going to do, and he's going to do everything that he feels is right for them.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's yeah. I think that was one of the things coming from 2016, 2017. Other than you know we needed a new slate, really, and then two to see the the front office go in that direction of getting an affiliate. With with, uh, with someone – I know Chicago's, what, an hour flight away or something like that. So it's really relatively close to Tulsa, you know, for, and I think kind of exciting to see us kind of hornswoggle them away from – uh, Saint Louis, you know, uh, kind of a regional rival yeah. there. So I think, uh, you know, but they really, I don't think, utilize that relationship quite as as much as we have, obviously. But
1: well, but it, but Alan, it's it was smart too, uh, mm-hmm. and the reason why it's smart is because when you're when you're the like the they are with the franchise, and you're limited with the amount of money that you're going to spend, mm-hmm. you know, look at. Look at the amount of work rate that they got out of uh, out of that affiliation last year with the guys that were sent down. Mm-hmm, I mean, right. those are guys that you're not having to work worry about paying. You mm-hmm. know, Chicago's picking up the tab on them. Sure. And by the way, you know, I love Calistri. I yeah, love I Colin Fernandez. Yeah. first of all, both of those dudes are such good dudes, good young guys, yep. and I, I'm upset that we don't get to see him again. But if you can let Chicago, you know, take the brunt of the financial hit right. with what we had from FC Dallas as well, and a couple of guys in from New England, mm-hmm. a franchise like Tulsa will thrive on that affiliation. A lot better than some of the other ones will because I mean you know this as well as I do. I mean mm-hmm. Koffa was probably the highest paid player on the team last year, right. and when he takes up a large chunk like that, you know it kind of leaves you it it leaves you empty handed. But I mean the Chicago thing worked out so well for them last year, and it just right. makes me wonder, you know what maybe what maybe things could have been like in year two if if they would have had an affiliation at that time.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's tough to see. Yeah, I, I think. Initially, just I think maybe the way David, you know, I think just this is just be just hearing things, I guess. And, and you know, I, I think there's a little sour on, on that. And then, you know, I guess when, you know, when David Volgerall came on, I think there was a new outlook on, and, and like you had mentioned, like, hey, let's, let's, maybe this is something we should obviously look into because, like I said, even from the financial standpoint alone, much right. less get these MLS talent. To the players on your team well i
1: mean i i think I, I you know i never had any any problems with with david irving mm-hmm. at all i mean we would joke back and forth and david irving is you know dave is dave as they would sure. say <laughs> yes he I, is. but <laughs> i you know i think i think dave probably had a problem with uh, dave's a control freak mm-hmm. you know and, and and look a lot of coaches are control freaks and stuff sure, like that sure. but i think i think dave Dave being the old school guy grew up in the time and, you know, the new version of, of that league, when you had the, the two sides come in, I think mm-hmm. Dave was afraid that, you know, um, he was going to lose some form of control and, you know, right. the, the affiliate team was going to, you know, almost in a way, you know, try to tell him, you know, how to coach and who was going to get minutes and who wasn't going to get minutes. Um, and I, and I don't think that that ever, you know, Dave just wasn't comfortable with that Right now. Now Vod, um, You know, Vought has always been very, very upfront and clear with them about, yeah, you know what? I mean, you're sending him here for a reason. You know, he's here to get minutes, and we're going to try to do that as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, yeah, I think we'll see what kind of players. I haven't heard anything – Uh, just who we're going to be getting, Uh, you know, we had Guillermo Rivera on last week's podcast and he had mentioned a few names out there. So I guess that remains to be seen if we, you know, pick up maybe a Ja'Cory Hayes, even though Ja'Cory is getting some playing time probably with the first team this year. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think we obviously have the roster, I think is filled out as much as it's going to be for now. Uh, You know, we may have one or two signings and then we'll probably start hearing word from Chicago uh, that, you know, who, who they're going to send down next. Um, like I said, I haven't, uh, even with Coach, I know probably Coach Vaz probably talked to you off air about it, so I don't want to <laughs> say, oh, yeah, we're getting this guy, but anything like that. But, yeah, you know, we'll remain to be seeing who we get there. And, uh, you know, right now, uh, I had a couple of folks ask questions, if if you don't mind entertaining a couple of questions here. Yeah, sure. Uh, over Liverpool FC. So we're going to go across the pond here. Um, <laughs> spe- before we get into Liverpool, how, how cool is it to sit next to Dave Saunders every week in the broadcast booth? I, I, I'll say
1: that that's in doing this and being gifted the opportunity to be able to do this and something mm-hmm. that I love. I would say that I would put the friendship that I have now with Dave Saunders. Mm-hmm. I I might honestly put that at maybe number one. Yeah. Because one, you you've had him on before. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be the most beautiful and delightful person that I've met uh, in a long time. Yes. And that's that's honestly from from the bottom of my heart. I I can't ever imagine anyone ever having anything bad to say about Dave. Right uh, Mm -hmm. in any capacity. He's just, he's just one of those people that I look at and, you know, I'm a little bit envious because I wish I could be more like him, you know, just, uh, um, you know, full of life and and positive. And not only that, I mean, he's just, he's, he's just a a really good friend and Mm -hmm. he knows the game and I love being able to sit down and, and, and talk about the game with him uh, in general and right. and then just learning, you know, more about him and his journey and what it's like to be here and listen to him tell stories. And it's just – it's so much fun that I would have to put that at the top of the list.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we had him on last week's – or last week's podcast. And, I, I mean, if I literally could have just hit the clocks that we could have talked for six hours about just soccer – You know, just how much of a wealth of knowledge he has. and Someone who grew up, played it, uh, he uh, coached as well as uh, I think he does here in the States as well and, and teaches. It's like, you know, this guy was immersed with this sport and then here in Tulsa Oklahoma we have him in the you know in the broadcast booth and and, ana- and putting his analysis on on and his uh and his uh, coloring the game really for us and uh, i just don't i don't think re- people realize you know the gem that we have in Dave Saunders in the broadcast booth
1: yeah he is and he's the he's the real deal um mm. and you know you, i i've i've been in this business now Uh, 17 years and Mm -hmm. I will tell you this for anyone that's not in the business when you find someone that's that's genuine like that Mm -hmm. it's they're few and far between and and he's the real deal and I think that's what I appreciate about him more than anything because there's a lot of there's a lot of selfishness there's a lot of phonies in the broadcasting industry in general and and I'm not and that's not even like a soccer thing that's just you know, I mean, I, I'm in the I'm the business of radio, and it sure. is uh, not only cutthroat, but it's when you find someone that's good, you you chat, you cherish that that uh, relationship.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we'll we'll go ahead and stay on that side of the pond uh, and uh, talk about Liverpool. Uh, I, I, the aforementioned Liverpool. Oh, uh, I think if you take Manchester City out of the equation, this team is playing better as well as or just better than everybody else in the EPL right now with uh, Mohamed Salah just killing it right now. Uh, got the result today. He had five goal leads, so... Yeah, you know. Know, right. <laughs> you yeah. could have put maybe me in there. I don't, I don't know if you could have done that. But, you know, you could have played the reserve, you know, and nil-nil draw, so you, you advance there. Um, you know, who, do you have just any thoughts on how, how well... Uh, Liverpool's playing right now. I know it's going to be really tough to catch Manchester City, if not impossible. But that second place would be a pretty good, pretty good year, right?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And and, you know, I with as where they're at now, points wise. You know, Mm -hmm. I've already kind of conceded the fact that you know no one's going to catch City. So now, like every time I I I sit in, and I actually have. You know, I, I haven't had a chance because they were playing right in the middle of my radio show this afternoon. So I'll probably watch it early in the morning. Sure. Um, but now, when I sit in and and, and get a, a chance to watch them, you know, uh, knowing that that the league is 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 more than likely wrapped up, I, mm-hmm. I have so much pleasure in just watching Muhammad right now and mm-hmm. what he's doing. I mean, to go to what thirty two goals in in thirty eight games. Uh, I, I, if you would have told me he said all right so when you sign when he signed that he's going to ultimately be better and and pass what suarez did back in 13 and 14 mm-hmm. i'd have been like you're nuts sure. you're you're nuts there's no way that this is going to happen at all and um, i to me i think when this goes down he's going to be and you think about all the greats that have played this is why i'm i'm so intrigued by him is that He, he, this might go down as one of the best seasons for a Liverpool striker in history. You know, by by any by by any standard that you look at, Um, and, and I think that. And then to think about it, he's only 25, too.
0: Oh, sure. Oh, yeah.
1: And, and it, I, you know, I, I just get so excited thinking about that um, and, and what he's done. And, you know, you look at it and he's, he's played in 195 fewer minutes than what Kane has so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, that's almost two complete games. So you look at his work rate and what he's been able to accomplish, man, I just – I, I treasure that guy so much and sure. because there were so many questions about, you know, do they have a true striker? You know, um, different questions about don't even get me started at the center of the, of the back line, you know, that that whole mess there. Um, but I uh, it's hard for me not to, again, the pessimist in me. And when you're a Liverpool fan and you haven't had a championship in as long as they have, you know, that is incredibly difficult not to not to allow that to sink in. Um, so I'm I'm just uh, right now I'm just so excited to to see what they're doing and, and think that you know finishing in second place behind behind City is is nothing to be upset about at all yeah. with the type of year that they've had.
0: Yeah, and then losing Coutinho as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, right. <laughs> he was like one of the best players, only one of the best players in the EPL. I mean, if Barcelona is coming after you, that that's uh, that means something. So. To see yeah, Liverpool. and it
1: was it was built up so much, Roger, that mm-hmm. you knew that that's where ultimately that's where he he was going to end up. Sure, he's wanted to play there forever. and Who can blame him? Right? Oh, I,
0: it's Barcelona. Been, you, 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 when Barcelona right. calls, you answer that phone call. You you go, know?
1: yeah, yeah, you you go. And, and but but to show you, they lose a guy like that, and look at where they're at. I sure. mean, how many how many other clubs would would be able to say that? And I'm, hey man, I will. I'm at the Klopp altar like every single day, <laughs> right? Like, there's not, there's not anything that it, the thing about uh, the thing about Jurgen to me is it was, it was such a breath of fresh air when he first, when he first came in sure. because he was, he was everything that Rogers wasn't and it was excitable on the sidelines. He just had this, he's got this aura about him. And you knew that if he was given the, the proper amount of time, um, and everyone that's not a Liverpool fan is probably sick of that right now. I completely get it, but give me my five minutes. Um, he was just you, – you just felt like that. All right, you know what? That is the ultimate change that just the entire mentality, mm-hmm. I think, of the club needed. They They needed him. They needed him, and he has lived up to every expectation.
0: Yeah. I'm just hoping Arsenal will steal him. That's all. That's –
1: well, if one, you can't We're have in him um, and, and two, good, good night, man. Wow. I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I feel like that every Arsenal fan that I know, I just need to, that's, that, that's how you should open up the conversation with and just say, man, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it is. And you know, it's, 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 you know, when he signed that, ex- when he being Arsene Wenger signed that extension last year, i I was like, all right, well, we're doomed to mediocrity at this point because that's what's happened. It's just complacency. I, I it's, it's, it's a, it's incredible. If he was an NFL football coach, he'd be gone three years ago. I
1: mean, no, no doubt. Uh, There's no doubt at all.
0: You know, and I, I, the best way to, for my non-soccer fans for me to, um, uh, to explain this is like, just imagine OU just not going to bowl games anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean that's what's happening and with arsenal and you know you just i mean obviously we, we all everyone knows the, what what needs to happen just just clean house get a i think they were saying it was that benitez has been linked to that job it's like oh god no not another recycled coach
1: yeah yeah no doubt
0: you know i want a lincoln riley i don't want a, a rafa benitez i mean i i just that does nothing for me it's just more the same and
1: yeah uh, you know and I, I think you're right it was it was very i look at arsenal almost as like i look at it was almost like uh pre nick saban at alabama right you know all the all the history and everything else that goes with it and it was just continuing to underperform and i i I can't imagine what it's like to be, you know, an Arsenal fan right now, um, knowing that, you know, you're, you're just sitting there almost, you know, begging and pleading for basically an individual to have that conversation with himself where he looks in the mirror and just says, I can't get this done anymore. I need to fall on the sword, you know, to have that, that moment with themselves. And it just hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah. I don't think at this point, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, no,
1: no, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the, now you're getting into you know we're long past arrogance and it's it's into stubbornness now
0: yeah absolutely well you know and and i'm also a dallas cowboys fan so these two things are just like uh, if not for (laughs) owners just i don't know aloof or just i i don't even i can't even get into jerry jones oh we would we'd be talking for several hours i, I promise you <laughs> you're talking about you being pessimist that's how i am with the dallas cowboys i'm just like i've given up on them back back in the mid-90s i have no idea what they're doing anymore so <laughs> uh, anyway um well pop uh, I, I know uh you've got a lot going on and and uh, and i don't want to keep you for too too late here so uh, uh i know you've got a got a I think you've got a morning show tomorrow, a Pop, pop and Vod show, is it? Are you guys getting that going this week, too?
1: Not this week. We're going to do one Tuesday of next week. Okay. Um, which is – I don't know if I'm spoiling anything here, but I think, you know, we're going to do a kit reveal at that Ooh, time okay. as well. Um, and if the front office is listening and that hasn't been announced, I'm sorry for just going <laughs> ahead and spoiling that. But, yeah, and, you know, uh, real quick, Roger, before we go, I want to say a few things. Sure. One, one is – um i'm super excited i know people have seen the release about having you know brady baloo as being a part of the social media team so uh, we sat down and had a production meeting last week and i i want to tell people like i i i want i want the experience of when people watch games or they go back and watch games i Mm -hmm. I want it to be a positive one and i'm always for Adding different things that I think are going to make it better, and that the, the front office thinks will make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, adding Brady Ballou and having a different dynamic, and the things that we've thrown around that we're going to do differently from the from the past, I think is only going to make you know the viewing experience that much better. Um, one, I mean, it's going to make you know you throw in a good looking guy like Brady, it automatically adds some you know some clout into the booth. Uh, with that. But Brady knows what he's doing. Uh, He's got great ideas as well. He's going to be our third member on the broadcast. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be a sideline reporter. And he's going to be involved in pregame and halftime. So we're really excited about that. And Brady's a good dude. I'm so happy for his success that he's had um, here in town and how he's been adopted by the city, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I want to encourage people, And I'm I'm serious about this. Like, if there is, if there is anything that people see when they go back, or things that they hear during a broadcast, like people know how to get a hold of me. I'm I mean I'm a Twitter I'm a Twitter freak. (laughs) Uh, My email address is very easy to find. Um, Come up and say something to me at the game. Mm -hmm. And even if it's even if it's something negative, like I I want this to be the best i'm sure you're not going to find anyone that's harder on themselves than what i am right, i yeah. love it i love it and i beat myself up over it but i i want people to enjoy it too so it, it my my communication line is always open with anyone that even might have a suggestion mm-hmm. or if i said something that maybe irritated them or anything else like feel free to let me know because it's it's our team, you sure. know. It's 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 everybody's team. It's not just one individual. Um, and it, it, we all we all are watching and are at the games because we love the game itself, right. and um, we're all fighting for the for the same eyeballs uh, as 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 everyone else in this town. And I, mm. I think that there's plenty to go around. And um, I I just want people to know like how much that it does mean to me when I sit down every single either Friday night or, or well, we have, you know, mostly Saturday games, but right. where it's a Thursday night or a Wednesday night game, it it means something to me. And I want it to mean to other people and have pride in it sure. uh, as well. So, um you know, it, anyone that has anything to say, just please let me know.
0: Yep. And that's a, for those uh, listening on the uh, Twitter, it's a at Jeremy, P O P L I N. At Jeremy Poplin on Twitter, uh, and uh, I think you also have the at fourteen thirty buzz, uh, the buzz as well. So uh, lots of lots of ways to get in touch with you on social media, and, and like you said, you're you're very very active on Twitter. Um, and then for anyone uh, that's out there, you can uh, you can listen to your program what uh, two two to four two to six p.m. every day during the weekday, and and I believe you're also on iHeartRadio, right?
1: Yeah, you. You can uh, you can download the iHeartRadio app. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen there. Um, I mean, pretty much anywhere. You know, the website uh, has a link that's available to it. Uh, there's so many different ways to to access content now. It's it's really crazy um, oh, no. how 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 easy that it actually is. So. Um, but but yeah, every single afternoon I'm there between uh, between two and six, having my boss yell at me for probably trying to talk
0: too much soccer. <laughs> we we I will never interrupt you for talking too much soccer. I promise you. I know other folks at Tulsa are like, what are you talking about soccer? But hey. Just let her rip, man. Uh, they can they can send this. They can send the complaints to my inbox. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I
1: get a get a little groan every now and then when when he hears it when he hears me bring up something like that. But I just I just laugh and and move along. That's all. That's the only thing that you can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Pop. Well, Hey, I'll let, I'll cut you loose, buddy. Uh, Good talking to you. We'll have to keep in touch as the season goes on and, and uh, maybe collab somehow and and have you back on the alley for sure, man.
1: Yeah, man. I would love to come back on, you know, a few weeks into the season after we have, you know, more, more context to uh, (laughs) how we feel like this, this, this team is going to be, but it's a, and it's an exciting time right now. And uh, I can't thank you enough for having me on.
0: You got it, Pop. Take care. Have a good night, man. All right. You too. All right, folks. We are back. Uh, I apologize for the technical difficulties there with the pop's interview with the pop with pops interview. Uh, It'll be on the podcast. Everything was recording fine on the on my audio here. So I don't know why it wasn't translating over to the Facebook live. And I apologize immensely because I wanted you guys to be able to hear that. He has some very good insight and that's the first time we've ever had pop on the show. So I'm I'm a little, I'm I'm sad that you guys weren't able to hear that and wasn't, weren't able to interact that way. So uh, hopefully going forward, we will uh, fix whatever audio glitch was going on. I did exactly everything I did last time and I don't know why it didn't work. So I don't know, but anyway, so guys, thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks Rick. Appreciate it. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. So we have uh great stuff from Jeremy Poplin there, uh, play by play voice of the Tulsa roughnecks finally glad to get him on and, uh, and have have a chance to chat with him, and, and and you know he's another guy loves soccer. You know it's one of those things. It's like we could talk all day, all night about soccer, just because, you know, you get some folks that can talk about it. It's you, you don't run into a lot of folks even here in Tulsa that are that follow, you know, soccer very closely. You might get a few folks that yeah, I watch World Cup, and oh, you know, I might. Uh, you know, every once in a while, maybe a Champions League match or maybe they have a Barcelona T-shirt that somebody gave them, you know, or they came back from a party and you know, had a jack. I don't know, whatever it is. But rarely do you get to run into folks that are are big followers of soccer. But when you do, you can you can sit there and talk all day and all night to them because it, it's hard to run into some of those folks. I mean, everybody watches OUOSU. Everybody watches you know, NFL or, you know, the people who do watch sports. So it's it's always great to get some folks on uh, to talk, um, to talk shop and get some soccer perspectives there. Uh, yeah, it, you know, here's the thing, you know, uh, last weekend, let's talk, can we talk last weekend just for a second? We'll get to some questions I see you guys posting over here. So we'll get some of that here in just brief here in just a minute. But if you guys had a chance to watch some, MLS, I know people, oh MLS, whatever, they hate it or you know what. Here's the thing, it's on TV. My my opinion is just getting there and watch it. Even I, I'm a FC Dallas fan, and I, it's hard to watch them on TV because they're on TV a lot. But watching NYCFC and and Sporting Kansas City, watching LAFC play Seattle and upset them on the road, uh, holy cow, that's unreal it was a lot of good MLS soccer this weekend. And, uh, you know, I, I just invite you, if you hate, forget what you care, you know, pro rail, forget it. Just aesthetically watching something on TV, watching domestic league soccer. I just say, just, just go for it. I'm, I'm not a huge proponent of MLS and I'm not, I'm not beating the drum of the fanboys or anything like that. I'm just telling you, Hey, it's soccer and any soccer is better than no soccer. In my opinion. So, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think, you know, just for my perspective, there were some really good matches. There were some huge upsets. There's a lot of parity in the MLS. Uh, first, match of the, first match of the day was Columbus beating Toronto at Toronto. You know, we had Guillermo Rivera on last week, and he talked about, you know, Columbus is going to fight for a playoff position, but in his opinion, Toronto was the best team. And they get upended. Yeah. And then you had Atlanta get absolutely de-pantsed by Houston. And then, yeah. And then back that pass up, the whole team was on TV for 30 seconds. For uh, for folks who uh, follow my Twitter account, you saw uh guest, uh, Matt, who's on, who's on the live stream here, Matt Seltzer and um, uh, Ephraim Alajaji were both uh, – in attendance. And for a good 30, maybe 40 seconds, they were on middle screen of the camera. So that was really funny. Uh, and unfortunately for them, they drove up to Kansas City to watch NYC FC win 2-0 in Kansas City. And, you know, it's, it, it's that's part of it. I, I haven't watched a team I've rooted for in Kansas City ever win. So, and that goes back to the Big 12 championship game in 2003. Watch OU get their butts kicked by Kansas State, 35-7. to 7. Yeah. Kansas City has not been good to me. Yeah, it is what it is. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, y- you know, a lot of folks were not very happy how sporting looked, playing uh, very anemic on offense. I, I didn't really see any, you know, where they really – You've, you've met, whenever you play home matches, you—at least me, maybe my expectation—is for you to dominate possession, lead with shots, go, shots taken, shots on target. Really, f- be attack-minded at home. And it was—it just did not, it just did not translate. And maybe NYCFC is really good. Uh, you know they're play. I, I expect them to be in the playoffs in the East. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to be the end all be all. And maybe they compete with Toronto. I still, I still think Toronto is still the team to beat in the East. And maybe they compete there. Maybe they go. Maybe they compete for that first second position. I don't know. I, it's just one of those. It was such an interesting. It was just interesting. I, you know, I think NYCS either played out of their minds or. You know, they. Um, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. it's the first week. I know there is a lot of season left, and you know, I think yeah. Somebody, Matt Seltzer had said that no other team should wear the home team's colors in their stadium. That's such an NYCFC thing to do. They just do that just to be jerks, right? Because that's NYCFC. I, I think that they they are on a different level, you know from. Uh, you know, uh, I think they're just <laughs> they're just on a different level, and they don't care because you know they're Manchester City or whatever, and they're doing well, so of course, uh, so a couple of questions out there. How well will Toronto keep up with the Tigres? so tomorrow, so this podcast will drop. I don't know. I think I saw Mike Mitchell on here, so just a heads up, Mike, we're gonna have a podcast drop for maybe tomorrow. Um, news flash. So I think um, Toronto keeping up with T-Grace, that's – anytime you play a League of Mechs team, it's it's always a daunting task. I think uh, – let me go look at some odds real quick because I, th- I believe that there were some odds on on the um, – on those matches, and I don't think – so Toronto's playing home the first match, and I believe they uh, – they weren't huge underdogs. In fact, they may be favorites in that match. So, I'll look that up just right now. as As we're just uh, uh, as we're just talking about it. Now, will they keep up with him? Giovinko's, you know, he's. I think he could play for Grace, right? I mean, he's good enough. Josie, eh, maybe, um, you know, questionable there. You know, I think I think, uh, I think Giovinco's one of the best players in MLS right now. To be honest. But, you know, Ken, he's he's only one player and Tigris has like four or five of those type players, right? I think I think so it's gonna be a challenge for Toronto, even Toronto being maybe one of the best teams in in the uh in MLS. Oh, by the way, we have a live score update if anybody's curious. In Tijuana, Red Bulls, New York, one Tijuana zero, one nil. Is that live? Wow. So in the fifty-third minute. Holy cow. So I know by the time this podcast drops, it, it'll be irrelevant, but they were heavy, heavy favorites. Tijuana was. So that would be that would be a really big big that'd be a huge win for New York. Holy cow. Wow. Interesting. Um so we have Chivas, Seattle tomorrow. Uh, Seattle's an underdog. They have a two, four, 240, 240 and then Toronto. Yeah. They're underdog tomorrow too. Wow. Yeah. So both, both MLS teams are underdogs at home. Interesting. But anyway, uh, if Red Bull, New York can uh, hang with uh Tijuana, then. I, I, I don't think Tijuana is one of the upper tier teams. What, you know, one of you guys that actually follows Liga MX, chime in and tell me I'm wrong. But Chivas Guadalajara and Club of America are the, are the two. Those are the two. Uh, those are the two breadwinners there. Who won that match, by the way? Yeah, but anyway. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we have we have a lot of. Um, we have we have a lot a lot of a lot going on here in the chat. So David's ask David Einstein's asking about North Carolina, guess MLS team. Yeah, if you you can go to Empire in Elgin and Elgin, and there may Empire somebody's always watching soccer there. They may have Roku hooked up watching some, you know, European third division, Norwegian league or whatever. Uh, there's always somebody watching soccer there, so I'm sure you can. You may be the only one there supporting the North Carolina team, but they'll they'll have somebody there for sure. Uh, yeah, okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, Dennis Lane just popped in and asked about Liga MX dropping pro rail. Um I have not kept up with this just a lot, so someone chime in and tell me I was wrong. I think that they were going to expand to 20 teams if I'm not mistaken and then they were going to close Liga Max and I don't know it seemed like to me that they were trying to grow their second division a little more and then maybe get it going back once it was built up a little bit more but let's be real the owners see opportunities to protect their investment right and i think in Liga Max they kind they do something they have the two seasons they have the fall and the winter season or the fall and the spring season, I guess. And they, I can't even tell you how they figure out pro rail in that situation. They do some aggregate scoring and you, you said, you, you know, you carry the one and you stand on your tippy toes and on a full moon, it depends. Is it your birthday? I, I don't know how they figure out the pro rail, but from my understanding, it seemed, and someone that follows us, please chime in in the, in the live chat over here, but don't, don't they essentially just buy that team? And if it's a real popular club, they just buy that club that gets promoted. So therefore it's, it's the same team that just got relegated. Okay. Yeah. So Miguel Herrera here just chimed in. I think Miguel, you follow a little closer than I do. So he gets 20 and, and, but their second division is not very good. Very few teams can meet standard. Yeah. Okay. So that's confirming. Yeah. And, and, and Matt Seltzer it's pro rails over three seasons and the worst team over those three seasons. So it's a, yeah, it's kind of a weird aggregate. And to Miguel's point, if their second division's not, not good or it's a little disjointed or teams folding or whatever the case may be, I don't follow a lot of, s- of the second division, but it, you know, I think, and maybe that's, that's, Part of it. Maybe they're wanting to build up that second division so they can have a true pro rail. Maybe that's the intention. And most professional leagues, EPL, they have 20 teams. Uh, I think Serie A has 20. I know Bundesliga has either 18 or 19. I can't remember. Uh, so you know, this is, it's like 2018, 19, 20. Of course, those leagues are very established. You could play, you know, we had Dave Saunders talking about how Tulsa Roughnecks would probably be conference division or league two of england so you know those are those are countries that are built up and have really good lower tier division soccers soccers (laughs) lower division soccer leagues i should say wow Uh, i apologize my my kid woke up in the middle of the night last night and i'm going on a little sleep so if i say something ridiculous just move on don't even worry about it um yeah so maybe yeah, eighteen in the Buddhist League. Matt Elser popped in there. Okay, so, yeah, uh, you know, so maybe that's the intentions. It's it's hard to say. Well, you know, time will tell on this whether or not in five years from now, oh, the second division is strong enough. Let's let's you know they have the stadiums, they have the uh, the cash flow to make it to the premier division. You know, or premier of of Liga Mechs. What I would love to see. Is this is just me and and some you know bubble here I guess, but to see some sort of pro rail between Liga MX and MLS, what would y'all think about that? Yeah, that I think that would be, uh, you know, I think that would be something interesting, maybe like a super league or a. I don't know. You get the top. I mean, I I think it'd be cool to see like Chivas Guadalajara play at, I don't know, sporting Red Bull, New York, NYC FC, LA. I mean, could you imagine playing in a league where, I mean, people fly all over the place anywhere. Mexico city is just as close to a lot of the, the major metropolitan areas in the United States as LA or New York or Miami or Seattle. So, I I I'm, I think I think they're you know I don't know. I, logistically would it make sense to do that? I don't see why not. I mean you have teams in Canada. It's I mean I know most of the Canadian teams are close to the border, but I mean you're flying all over the continent anyway. Why not just include Mexico? I I don't know how it would work with MLS. The whole political structure of this would be a little bit of a nightmare. 'Cause once you get international, you get politics involved. Mexico's not Mexico has not been part of any discussions in any other major league sports, you know, major I mean, other than playing a one off match or a one off game in football or basketball or <clears throat> or baseball, I, I believe that they would you know I, I think that Mexico's just never been part of those discussions. But uh, yeah, no, okay, I'm not talking about... Okay, so this is not CCL. CCL is a small tournament now, apparently. I'm talking like having a pro-rail, having a big... like I mean, you could call it CONCACAF League or whatever. You know, if you wanted to incorporate the the Caribbean teams, fine. But just, hey, here's the top 20 teams in all the continent. Let them battle it out and then have a little bit of a pro rail action below that. I don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of grasping at straws here in my own fantasy world, I guess. But yeah, if you're if you're using a CCL as as the litmus test of how this is going to go, of course League of Mex teams are going to win handedly. But you know, here's the thing. I think um I think I'm, I'm in a fantasy world on that. I don't think that'll ever happen. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think it will. And I'm, you know, just outside the CCL, I think that's about as close we're gonna get something like that. But who knows? People get desperate if they know they can make money. We're a capitalist society. They'll figure out a way to make it work. But anyway, uh, so that was. My MLS talking. Let's uh, you guys want to do some betting. You want to do some gambling. Let's do some gambling. What do you say? You guys want to gamble? So let's <laughs> why not, right? Cuz cuz we're, you know, it's fun. It's fun. Gambling's fun. So we have matches this weekend. We can talk. Do you guys want to talk EPL or MLS? What do y'all want to do? We'll get some comments from the folks on the live stream. And let's see here. We'll just go with whatever I find first. How about that? So let's do some betting odds. We'll do – let's do MLS. Why not? So we have a full slate of matches this weekend in MLS. And now that we've had a week to go and and kind of base – So now you're going to have teams overvalued, and then you're going to have teams undervalued because, oh, Seattle lost to LAFC, so they must suck, right? Eh, don't think they suck. Toronto FC, ooh, maybe they're not as good because they lost to Columbus Crew. Yeah, so there's a lot of value picks, I think, will be coming up here. So we have Columbus Crew home against Montreal Impact. Okay, Montreal Impact is they lost 1-2-1 to Vancouver Whitecaps. And Matt Seltzer will be excited to see Alfonso Davies had his first MLS goal. That guy is not done scoring goals. I can tell you that right now. So Columbus crew at home, a minus 179. So you got to pay $179 to win 100. Or you can play 100 and win 471 picking the impact. Uh, And I'm just going to go through these real quick here. And then you guys just tell me which one you like. New England Revolution home against Colorado Rapids. Rapids' first match of the MLS season. New England home favorites, minus 119. And uh, I'll give you all the draws, too. Plus 254 on the draw, and then plus 323 for Colorado Rapids on the road at New England Revolution. Salt Lake City hosting LAFC. Salt Lake's a favorite, 114. Draw 263, and LAFC plus 297. Chicago Fire first match of the season hosting Sporting Kansas City not a real favorite they're a plus 106 so a slight favorite plus 242 for a draw at plus 252 for Sporting Kansas City I kind of like Sporting Kansas City there guys I'm not going to lie Dynamo hosting Vancouver Whitecaps Whitecaps uh Dynamo wow he get another home match so minus 130 for Houston plus 278 for the draw, plus 337 for Whitecaps. And then the Sunday matches, you have Red Bull New York hosting the Timbers. Well, that's a good match. Uh, even money on Red Bull New York, plus 100, plus 250 for the draw, plus 264 for Timbers. And then you have Orlando City hosting Minnesota United, plus one. I'm sorry, minus 125 for Orlando City, plus 275 for the draw, plus 326 for the visitors. And then you have Atlanta United hosting DC United minus 154 for Atlanta, plus 291 on the draw, and plus 401 for DC United. Whoa, pay a 100 win 400. Well, wow. NYCFC hosting LA Galaxy minus 141 for the New York City, plus 279 on the draw, plus 375 on LA Galaxy. Who do you guys like? Any, any numbers, anything tempting out there? Bet against Sporting. Okay, so that would be a Chicago. Uh, we'll do EPL next for you guys. Hungarian, third division. Okay. Uh, Rapids, uh, 323. So we got Matt Seltzer taking the Rapids. New England, Dennis Lane loves New England there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> LAFC, some folks are high on LAFC. Uh, taking the draw there, Dennis Lane, on Sporting in Chicago. Not too bad. Zach, Zach Eason said he'd take all the home matches this weekend. So you'd be paying a lot of money because most of them are favorites and hoping that you can win a little bit of money with that. That's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, I, these are offshore, by the way, these odds. So this is on oddportal.com in case anybody's curious. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, so – I. You know, if, if I was a betting man, if I had a hundred, if I if I had a hundy in my pocket, oh, I'd put it on. You know what? I would put it on. Um, geez, who would I put that on? I'd put it on Timbers. Yeah, I'd put it on the Timbers. Two, two, 264. I believe in the Timbers. So, okay, we'll do EPL right now. So I know everybody follows uh, English Premier League. So we'll go through those numbers real quick. Um, Oh, we've got Champions League, don't we? Yeah, we've got Champions League. Um, But we're going to skip Champions League for now. How about that? So just this weekend, let's see. Man U hosting Liverpool, the big match of the weekend. So we've got... Man U at plus 164. Liverpool at plus 173, plus 235 for the draw. Everton, Brighton, does anybody care? Mm. Oh, David, you probably care. Let's go plus 118 for Everton. Brighton, 269. Draw 218. So draw looks like the favorable result there. Huddersfield, Swansea. Huddersfield's plus 149. Swansea plus 213. Draw 211. I'm just not going to call the draws They're all about two hundred something. Something's outlandish. I'll tell you, West Brom, who's horrible, hosting Leicester, plus one ninety for West Brom. Leicester at one fifty eight. West Ham, Burnley, West Ham one plus one. I guess let's see. West Ham plus one twenty five. Burnley plus two fifty four. Crystal Palace Chelsea Chelsea hosting Crystal Palace Chelsea at minus 333 if you want to put money on Crystal Palace plus 1019 so you can put a hundred dollar bet on Crystal Palace and win 1019 dollars or you can put a 100 on a draw and it'd be plus 448 Arsenal Watford go ahead and bet against Watford. just bet on Watford put 100 on Watford Plus 517 on Watford. They're really not expecting Watford to do much, are they? Minus 196 on Arsenal. Seems high. Bournemouth-Tottenham-Bournemouth plus 530 at home. Hmm. Minus 190 on Tottenham. Stoke City plus 1,093 for Stoke at home against City. If you want 100-foot-100 100, 100 on the draw, you'll win 545-4. Minus 417 for City. Uh, let's see. We've got a few Monday match. Oh, that's next week. I'm not going to worry about next week. And then we have Champions League, of course. And like I said earlier, or like I was talking of Pop, uh, Liverpool advances, Real Madrid advances pretty easily, even on the road, 2-1. Madrid's so good. Tottenham plays Juventus tomorrow. And let's see if I can get some bettings on those if you guys if you guys have any thoughts on any of the teams I just mentioned. Um yep, that's uh let's see here. Liverpool. Yeah. Let's see here. Watford odds. I know, right? I would put money on Watford for real. And Stoke at home. Anytime they're at home, but I think City's playing so well right now playing so well wanger in oh my god no i can't even talk about that right now i'll get that's true how to trigger roger it's like oh wanger in that's how you trigger roger not even trigger it's just i'm just that's just laugh at you i don't even know i wouldn't even respond um let's see here uh don't know where the champions league is on here odds portal. on odds portal it doesn't Give me any – maybe it's under Europe. All right, here we go. So let's do some Champions League odds. What do you say? City and Basel tomorrow. Uh, City is a minus 6. So this is just straight-up win, I guess, right? I'm assuming it's to win, just to win the match. So City is minus 625 plus 1970 for Basel. Oof win almost two thousand dollars in a hundred dollar bet there. You uh Tottenham Juventus Tottenham is a plus one twenty one. Juventus on the road plus two forty one, two forty two for the draw. I guess that's a I guess that'd be in regular time because if they both drew well they can't draw since Tottenham scored on the road. Anyway, um so then we have AS Roma, Shantar Dogtest. Minus one fifty four for Roma, plus four fifteen for Shakhtar Dante's. and then United Sevilla. United is a minus one forty five, and plus four thirty for Sevilla. That's next week. I'm sorry. So we'll we'll go ahead and talk about it next week. And Besiktas, Bayern Munich. Besiktas is a plus four seventy five, Bayern Munich minus one ninety two, and then uh, Barcelona, Chelsea. Barca is a two, minus 250. Sorry, Chelsea fans. You're a plus 703. Oof. So that's going to be, that's going to be tough. That's just going to be really tough. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. The, so, yeah, that's the one thing. Let's talk about Madrid. So they're not going to win the the league or the La Liga. Barcelona is too far ahead. They've not done very well in the league. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, just look at the uh, La Liga standings right now. I know that they're pretty far down. So Barca's in first place, 69 points. Nice. And then, so that's 27 matches so far 20 teams. So they'll play 38. So we've got 11 left, I guess, for the season. And then let's see here. Atleti is behind 61 points. Madrid's at 54. So, yeah, Madrid's not going to win. And I believe it's top three advance. I'm not 100% sure on that. Somebody that knows La Liga a little bit more can chime in. Um, but, yeah, so they're in third place right now in La Liga. Madrid is. And you know, it was unfortunate with Neymar going out at PSG. But... PSG, I thought they would make a run, but it seems to me that they don't play great competition and they're kind of a collection of individuals, right? They've got a lot of good players, but they're not playing together when it counts. And both Neymar going out, who's that, that just stinks for them. It's just when you rely on one player so much and then they get injured. You spent so much money on that one player, it's it's unfortunate, really. I mean, there's nothing akin to like a quarterback, but you know, you know, aside of like maybe Messi or some attacking mid that you that you would use or striker, I guess, but that's about as close as it gets. Yeah, and that, that is the you know Miguel had posted that PSG's overrated, and you know that's kind of. Um, kind of it you know they're 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 the phoenix rising of uh of the champions league right did i just make a usl comparison anyway um real quick before we go one of the the heartland conference so we'll, we'll we'll kind of switch gears here just for a second uh with tulsa athletic they have I guess the Heartland. I didn't know there's a Heartland Conference Twitter account, but it's been posting quite a bit. And I think that uh, they they listed out the top six. So there's six teams in the NPSL Heartland, and they listed it. And correct me if I'm wrong, David, but it was number one was Wichita, number two at Tulsa Athletic, number three, um, uh, Little Rock, number four. Uh, St. Louis number five, um, in uh, demise, and then number six was um, Ozark FC. So yeah, the I, I I don't disagree with that. I I don't know how that the really the wild. There's a lot of wild cards here, and if you just go back on past results, I think Little Rock will be pretty good. They've gotten better. Um, I think also the team up in St. Louis. I want to say it's, it's Ath- Club Athletico, I believe, is the official name. But th- I think they're going to be a little bit of a wild card. And, yeah, Ozark, second year. All these teams, are, well, except for Sporting up in um, Ath- or Athletica. Or I can't remember what their official name is. But, anyway, the St. Louis team. Everybody but St. Louis is coming back for a second season. And St. Louis, the St. Louis um, – was not an NPSL last season. So we'll have a brand new team coming into the heartland conference. You lost Dallas city, which huh, I think they folded. I don't even think they're a club anymore. Uh, I would have, you know, selfishly I would have liked to have seen an Oklahoma city team in the mix because I think that would add to the intrigue and rival but as it is the uh amps or the formerly the amps you know OKC 18 1889 is now in the UPSL playing mostly in Texas a lot of teams in Texas so now we have PDL NPSL UPL UPSL USL all in Oklahoma now so that's exciting another league here in um, here in Oklahoma as this as the sport is expanding, and that's great to see because I'm excited about team expanding, leagues expanding, more soccer being played in Oklahoma. I still think to the um, I still think you can have this many teams, this many leagues, two teams in Tulsa, two teams in Oklahoma, and I'd love to see a fifth team in neither one of the two markets. Although I do believe that you could probably put another team in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is pretty big, and you could put another amateur team in Oklahoma City. And you could probably put, uh, you know, depending on what you want to do, if you're looking just for local talent, you could probably put another team in Tulsa. I'd love to see, like, a USASA team in Tulsa, so I'd like to see. Or maybe UPSL, but I'm talking, like, a bunch of guys who work at the office and then they go play in the evenings, you know, kind of a Christos or a Harpos type team. Just a bunch of dudes that played in college. Maybe there a couple of them are over 30, you know, to go out, and have a few beers afterwards. You know, those are the team uh, when those are, t- I think I would love to see those kind of teams start popping up in Oklahoma. And I don't know how that happens, but I would love to see that because, you know, yeah, yeah, David Einstein said like the A's players. Yeah, we have some guys who play for Tulsa Athletic that are coaches around team, around club. Wow, coaches around Tulsa involved in the soccer community. Dave Lung's one. Uh, I know Jake Schmoker, I think, I believe he just, he has you know an office job and plays in the evenings and plays on the weekends with Tulsa Athletic. So you have a little bit of that already, and these guys have already been, you know, playing um, with with the A's, you know, for several years now. You know, and occasionally, you know, every once in a while I'll, I'll get a guy on Twitter and someone just asking me if I know if there's any tryouts, if there's a team, you know, who who they need to contact. And so I know there's guys out there that are still looking for teams and, and, and that are unsigned, that are looking for opportunities. And, you know, when I talk to, you know, the uh, Dustin Hooker, he's the managing partner over at OKC 1889. He said, you know, he gets – calls and texts and emails from people looking for, looking, you know, looking to come back to Oklahoma city or looking to play locally. He said, you know, I could probably fill another team just of people looking for, 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 uh, you know, teams. So, you know, not everybody that graduates college goes, plays MLS or goes, you know, that's, it's a really low success rate. Even if you play PDL, how many of those guys that play PDL go and play in MLS next season? there's only what two rounds, three rounds of mls, was it four, whatever. I mean, how many of those guys that get drafted even get signed? You know, it's pretty low. There's a lot of guys out there on the bench looking to get looking to play. But uh, you know, I think also yeah, uh, you know, I think that there's just you know, and then there's a lot of players out there and there's a lot of good quality players that just you know, a lot of them can't play professionally. You know, they do. They get office jobs, or they, you know, have you know, they move on in their life. They have families, and it's hard for them to go. Okay, I want to travel the country and you know make less money playing soccer. I mean, it's kind of what it, what it, uh, what it boils down to. But uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting hawked over here about. Uh, about sponsoring back that pass up, we'll see. I've got to get sponsored first, and then I can sponsor somebody else. How about that? <laughs> uh anyway, um I think that's probably about everything I've got tonight i I could probably keep going, but I probably need to need to check out at some point. Um, but anyway, we have a lot of we had great guests tonight. We had Jeremy Poplin on, and we'll have the audio on our actual podcast. So I'll I'll cue that up for you guys and, and you guys can uh, listen to it there. Also a special thank you to our sponsor, roughneckscarves.com, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL and US soccer, get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Also, you can find our podcast at bgn.fm, the beautiful game network. Great content every day from uh, other, other creatives out there like myself, great podcasters as the season progresses, you'll want to certainly tune into those guys and gals as they have some great content for very team specific. Basically, if there's a team that you're interested in, there's probably a podcast out there on the BGN network. So you'll want to check that out. But anyway, uh, I appreciate you guys coming on, guys and gals coming on, talking on the chat, live chat. We'll see if we'll get the technical issues worked out next time. I do apologize for that on the live broadcast. But anyway, you guys have a great rest of your night. God bless. Take care.